This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I just wanted to make sure we're ready. Uh, I'm going to be real energetic here. Okay. <clears throat> and I like your Arthur that. figuring oh my in God. the background. <laughs> oh, my God. Right when I was about to go get cut into it all the time. And it's a uh, quiet uh, Arthur. Oh, it is Arthur. Yeah, there's an Arthur. Okay, shut up. There. Go. Okay. And welcome to episode. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite producer, Luke, here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple, visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Mark. Ty's like trying to bring himself up to energy and just <laughs> shut and down. Luke's just, Luke's just, okay, Luke, just shut up. Nobody speak. I think Ty's a bit delayed. I think I'm we should delayed. just start with this. I feel like we should just start with this. Just okay, shut, up. Just right. shut up. Everybody shut up. Shut shut up. It's probably up. already better than what Ty had planned. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 53, Ty, Luke, Martin, Eric. Cap the ESPN draft lottery. Let's go. <laughs> it was better. Uh, yeah. Wow. So Ty's, the typical Ty, Ty was intro. Hyping, yeah. He was hyping himself up all night about this intro. And then I tried to do it twice and you just cut me off and you told me Ty, you set low stop. standards and you don't match them. It's just it just, keeps, it just keeps getting lower and lower. Yeah. yeah. I thought talking about low standards, like how the bar is so low for Ty or for, for men when it comes to dating. And like that's that's Ty on his intro. He he just keeps going under that lowest bar. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's our tie okay. right there. So, all right. To those we of you who don't know. Dry. Yeah. To those to those of you who don't know, we had a new ESPN TV deal that was announced. Uh, I think it was something like $2 billion, right? Something around there. Yep. A big figure uh, like yeah. that. $400 million a year. 400 to next... $420 million a year for seven years. Okay. Someone do the math. That's how much it is. And um, so that's uh, that's what the NHL was looking for because they're currently on a deal with the NBC, right? But part of this uh, and kind of tied into it is that Gary Bettman also announced they're expecting a flat cap for the next three to four seasons, which screws yeah. teams up. And the reason why these are kind of tied together is because a lot of the times when people talk about the cap and trying to navigate the cap, I mean, who could have predicted COVID? But a lot of the, the arguments behind it were who cares if we're giving this player X, uh, extra couple million dollars than they're worth. The cap's going to go up. There's this new TV deal coming up. The cap always goes up. The cap always goes up. New TV deal's coming in 2022. And when that happens, it's going to make the cap go up even more. And this was a bit of a disappointment, I guess. Yeah, I mean, right? Like teams like Vancouver have been relying on the cap going up because they've signed all those awful contracts and everyone's been hope praying for the cap to go up every single year. And now that the cap's going to stay flat for four years, there's going to be a lot of teams that are extremely screwed because <laughs> any team with any bad money, basically that's empty cap space gone. Like Vancouver, they have like 20 million tied up in just useless cap space right now. Maybe more than that. Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, Tyler Myers. Um, yeah, so that alone's $15 yeah. million dollars yeah. <laughs> right there, those three guys. <laughs> that's six Isn't million, Antoine six million, Roussel's three million. Contract kind of stupid. Antoine Roussel. And his another three million. So there, that's 18 million right there. 
what else what else do we have uh oh, jake Vertanen at three million dollars <laughs> i think too so that's another three million right they're there. not even pl- they're not even playing half of these guys louis erickson hasn't played a single game yeah and then they're <laughs> about to give <laughs> and they're about to give tyler pearson a huge raise probably tanner pearson Tanner, Tanner Pearson, Pearson, sorry. Yeah, not Ty- I'm confused to Foley and Pearson, but yeah. They're about to they give Pearson a huge him. rage too. They should really trade him and then not extend him to like a three or four year deal at a couple million dollars because he's yeah. 28 or 29 and that's exactly when fringe top six guys start to fall off. Yep. But, uh, they need every dollar they can for Pedersen and Hughes. Yeah, and I mean, luckily they they're now. having a bad year. Yeah, Especially they don't now. have it. Yeah, they just don't have it. But the reason I wanted to talk about the ESPN deals, because obviously, first off, it's huge. I think it doubles their previous deal with NBC, right? Because I think theirs was $200 million a year, almost. Like $200, $250 million a year, and this one's four hundred. dollars I saw a lot of people giving credit, a lot of credit to Bettman for making this deal happen with ESPN. Uh, I'm a big proponent in not giving him any credit for this deal at all. I don't think he deserves anything. But I'm kind of curious <laughs> Do you as to think your guys' people takes. should get credit for doing their job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always said growing up, she's like, uh, I forget the exact term right now, but it was always being like, why should I thank you for what is like expected? I, I it sounds worse when I said it because I can't remember the exact quote. Yeah, but it's just like yeah, that's, that's around what, right. What, what, what my parents yeah. used to say was, "Don't compare yourself to the lowest common denominator." That's what they would always <laughs> tell me. So anytime I was like, "No, but this person did this," they're like, "Don't compare yep. yourself to." <laughs> so it all adds up. That, now. That's basically. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's basically what they told me, and this is this is exactly what it feels like. This is the bare minimum for what he should have so been doing. Like I don't get guys, the Twitter love right now. When you guys get your McDonald's order, do you say thank you? Just to go back on that, when they hand you your order at McDonald's, you say thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. I feel like an obligation to say that's, thank you. That's their job, though. You ordered yeah, the food, their job is... But that, that person hasn't done anything before that point. You know what I mean? Like, if they said, screw you, and then did all this <laughs> shitty stuff to you, ruined your burger, might not say thank you after, might just take it. And that's Batman right there. <laughs> just okay, a long enough. line of fuck-ups, and then... Oh, okay, thank exists. you. Finally, did something that you already should have done anyways, which is give me my freaking food and sign this freaking. <laughs> like, like if the person messed up the cashier at the cashier or the checkout like six times before you got your meal, you'd be pretty, pretty cheesed when you got and, that. And not only uh, did they screw it up, but they purposely did. <laughs> right? They're like, no, I'm actively not going to give you your freaking Coke. I'm going to give you Sprite because fuck you. Yeah. That's why. And then they and say, that's by the way, 50% of this is going to escrow. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then they say it's because, is. <laughs> and then they say it's because we want to make the owners happy, not you, not the customer. But we want to make true, our owners though. happy, okay? Like that's what Gary Bettman always has been for, and that's why the owners love him because he's given them yeah. money. He's done yes. things to to increase the value of the franchises, and the players aren't going to see a penny of that. The players aren't going to see a penny of of this TV deal. Really, they're not going to see a penny of that uh, Seattle expansion draft or expansion fee that mm-hmm. all goes to the owners right yep and yeah so i was i was listening to the all-in podcast and uh it's this whatever so it's this investment podcast run by four guys but uh chamath polyhapitia is the owner of the uh, golden state warriors and he got draymond green to uh come on to the podcast and they started talking about the nba and adam silver and you know the, the management group there and draymond green basically said the reason why the NBA has been so successful is because Adam Silver represents the players. He he stressed that point, and immediately a light went off in my head, and I'm like, that's it. Like, that's the differentiator. Like, he's looking out for the players. Like, yes, he technically he represents the owners and stuff like that, but if you look at all of his actions, he re- he does the best thing for his players at the end of the day. On average, are going to make NHL. money. At some point, yes, incorrect. And, and thing, Adam Silver still fights for the owners. He's for smart sure. enough to know that if you represent and grow the players and their fan, like their audience and yes. their attention, mm-hmm. then you 100%. grow the game. Adam Silver mm-hmm. is just a smarter person. He's reverse <laughs> engineering the entire but person. But process. the important, the important part of what he said is that he believes that he does. 
You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. you can go to any NHL player and go, does Batman fight for me? Is he representing me? Is he in, have my best interests at heart? Yeah. Actually more, it's actually more of like an adversarial system set up. It's, it yeah. is. It is adversarial because it's, it's pure, him. It's, pure, it's, it's pure him versus the him. players. Yeah. Exactly. All yeah, the so constantly. I don't think Adam Silver doesn't fight for the players or represent them. I just think – I think he does, but he, he does it because – but it's the same. Bring it's more the revenue. same end result. Yes. Yeah. Hundred well, percent. It's way like end result. It's like the CEO of any company, like you know Jeff Bezos. He isn't looking out for customers, but he still gives them an awesome product, and we love him for it, and he's become rich. Right. Same concept. Martin has Adam to say. And Martin, go and speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just have a question. Uh, do you think if, like, what if Adam Silver didn't do that, like? Do you think NBA players would just speak out against the the commissioner for not doing that and then no. not get shit on because they have such huge followings? They have bigger think, followings than the I NBA think, almost. Yeah. So if like what if NHL players do that? Like Austin Matthews mm-hmm. decides to say, fuck you, Ben, then like Yeah. Be, be it's it's a, hard to say because we don't you know, you can't like test it out. It's such an old boys club that I'm sure that Larry Tannenbaum would speak out against Matthews or, or something like, you know, <laughs> I don't think a player would uh, honestly, like, do you think that players really know the ins and outs of running the NHL or the NBA and running that entire organization? And no. I, at the end of the day, I think they just, but they play. do know a bunch. I think they just show up and play and they get paid to do it. And I don't think that there's anything more than that. They try to win, I guess. I don't think there's anything more than that. I don't think they'd ever, in any sport, speak out against a, against a commissioner. I, yeah, Martin. Martin has something to say again. <laughs> it, it, it does feel like to me uh, the NBA players do know a decent amount because you always hear about like uh, the NBA player representatives and how much they their voice is heard, like Chris Paul or something's one of the representatives and they Dude, have like a LeBron's huge out there all the time. LeBron's yeah. out there so constantly. I think they do know, like at least in the NBA, they do know the workings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Draymond Green went all the all in podcast became like one, one of the biggest podcasts in the world. I think they're like top 15. So he went on one of the biggest podcasts in the world and was talking about the business of basketball and then was talking with a bunch of investors who know their shit when it comes to business and then also spoke about Adam Silver and everything and then praised him. Right, mm-hmm. so that's he. That's huge in itself. Like that's massive. Mm-hmm. And this is a podcast that has nothing to do with the NBA. Like this is a business podcast. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I think like, NBA actually, is a good business. <laughs> it <laughs> is. And I think what actually comes into this is that the approach to the sport is very different. Typically, hockey players come from a place of wealthy families. Basketball players come from a place of poverty. And I think the hunger to know more about business and their agents <laughs> actually drive a lot of that conversation too mm-hmm. and there's just a lot more tied into the overall structure of nba players want to become or want to become like their own representatives and their own owners like that's yeah. how they see themselves in the I nhl think, yeah i think like with the nhl even if you did open it up to be more marketing i mean what we we were looking at some of these guys some some nhl hockey players are like verified on instagram and still have private accounts like <laughs> That just doesn't happen in the NBA, and I don't think if the NHL opened star, up this whole like marketing, star players too. Yeah, but like not Crosby doesn't stars, even but, Crosby yeah. doesn't even have Instagram, and if and yeah. if players opened up these sides of themselves, it's a lot more work that they have to do to go out and get these deals too. Like, sure, it helps grow the sport, but a lot of it is actually individual it's, involvement and, and investment on, too. On to that point, it is. You're, mm-hmm. I think you're right on the sen- in the sense that like I always hear about all these innovative ideas that basketball players are investing in like constantly, right? Like even one NBA player created his own cryptocurrency for his contract. You guys remember hearing about that? Or uh, investment, you can invest into his contract. I don't remember all the details, but like this is something that he just did. You know what I mean? And then yeah. the NBA was kind of okay with it. He went and did it like, you would never like would that have even been a thought for anyone in the NHL? Would anyone in the NHL know. ever even thought about something like that or anything? Like you know, you see all these players in constant, and it's probably because they're in the culture, right? There, a lot of business is tied to pop culture at the end of the day, and basketball 
is culturally relevant where hockey isn't. But there's still tons of innovative businesses that cater towards a more hockey white audience versus like a typical basketball audience. You know what I mean? Like it, it does. There's some disconnect there. And like uh, Severina said it on her podcast, like something to do with the agents. But those agents work with, you know, they talk. They have relationships with basketball agents. They have relationships with plenty of other sports. So I don't. I, I think it's like a structural problem is what I'm trying to say. Like it can't just be cultural. Something has to bleed through. Right. I don't know. I I just do think it is the framework thinking about it now of how much the, just the attention to the game and how they get into it and just coming from a place of less than and coming from a place of more than in terms of what they had in childhood and how that allows it to framework. And even today is the day that Justin Bieber released that love letter to the Maple Leafs. And there was still fans bashing on it being like, get out of hockey, Justin Bieber. And it's like, okay, do you yeah. want to grow the game or <laughs> not grow the game? Most like, fans you're... don't want to grow the game, man. No, <laughs> honestly, no, they, do no, they say, no, just... no, 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 they do want to grow the game, but they, they only want to grow do. the game. They say For they do. Exactly. But they, yeah. They're like, no, 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 no. They, they want to grow the game, but it can only be, other white people with their approved music and their approved yeah. tastes and yeah. their approved race and their yeah, approved. I don't think uh, that's true. Well, I just think that I think some it's people just hate hundred percent true. Justin Bieber. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Life is too short to sleep between anything less than really nice sheets. But maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set and gave up. Trust me. Go check out Brook Linen. Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They are so confident you will love their products, they even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. To get your discount, go to brooklinen.com and use promo code HockeyPod, all capitals, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code HockeyPod to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com and use promo code HockeyPod at checkout. And now we'll get back into the show. No, because it's no. with everything. Like I remember this was probably like closer to the Stanley Cup finals, I think. And there was this huge K-pop band that came out. And they did this like really cool music video with hockey related. And it was actually like it was a pretty sick video. Like I watched it a couple times and the song was kind of catchy. I don't even like K-pop. Like I've never <laughs> listened were the to the girls a K-pop were pretty. Were the girls pretty? Uh, I don't even remember honestly. <laughs> I don't remember what they looked like at all. He doesn't but look. He doesn't was, watch for the girls. Everybody. Yeah, I watch for the hockey. I'm here he to analyze. For their, okay. He watched for their skating skills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That but, just shows he gets and, enough girls in his life. It's good enough to take it <laughs> out. Actually, no, no, my. We've been talking about girls on the show for a couple of weeks. So yeah, that, I was about to say, and then yeah. I was like, no, this is not a podcaster. But in relation to this. Every single tweet, quote tweet, comment tweet. on that. Tweet. Every single tweet. <laughs> Can we call it a tweet? <laughs> every single quote tweet, comment, everything was just bashing this thing. And it wasn't even just like the incels. It was like, you know, it, was, it wasn't just like Ty's friends. It was also like <laughs> some like verified. It was a lot of verified people as well. Like there was, this was a mainstream bashing from hockey like it wasn't everyone yeah. there's always the you know the people that aren't hateful in their souls and stuff but like there's a lot of yeah. people saying like this is awful that i would have looked at and, and i would and i was like genuinely surprised by them saying that well even when i think about some of the terminology that we use like when it comes to even women puck bunny is there a, is there an equivalent term in any other sport that's like derogatory towards 
the women that follow the sport too. I feel like basketball is much more no. inclusive. Like, there's a literally a term for girls that just hang Was out. Was there a around, football like, one? I can't remember. I'm sure I there, there is. is. I feel like there probably there is. is. Maybe we're not the inverse, fact that we don't like, know it though is part of part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> or part of and, it. and everyone it's, knows it's not problem, money. but it's <laughs> it's the yeah, opposite and, of a problem. But yeah, and another issue I would say is, I mean, when I listen to spitting chicklets, it honestly does feel like a different language, and I'm someone that knows hockey. Yeah, no, like, I, I can't listen to spin chicklet sometimes because I'm just like I have no idea what you guys are talking. I'm like, about. what the? What are these people talking <laughs> about? Like, they're throwing like nicknames. They're, they're throwing nicknames out there for every player, and I'm like, unless you're embedded <laughs> deep into the culture and the wording that they use, and like a subreddit, it almost feels like you really don't understand what they're talking. Yeah, it must be no, hard for Luke. Agree. <laughs> it must be hard for Luke when they refer to players by their nicknames when he doesn't even know the players' real names. <laughs> and, and, correct yo nicknames are but, hard man it's not even Literally. nicknames it's like nicknames of like it's not even common nicknames. That's the issue. It's not like they're like referring to like Ryan soup Malone like, is literally Bugsy, and I'm like, who the fuck is Bugsy? <laughs> and the thing is, they don't give context. They're just like talking about some fucking name, and I'm just like, who are you talking about? And it's yeah. not just the nicknames; it's but the words they, they use to describe shit too. And you're just like, they what are you describe talking? It each time, their whole podcast would just be that. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it's not it, it's not as inclusive, and people will say, oh, you, you know, we shouldn't have to dumb it down we shouldn't have to make people feel included it's like that's not the point it's just we have these terms like puck bunny then you see a punjabi guy on cbc and everyone's like what the no one cares or you see a woman on tv and you get people <laughs> like nick and ty being like this woman's opinion doesn't matter but she was brutal man i'm just i'm not saying that it doesn't matter i'm saying that, that bottle girl had the worst takes i have ever heard i'm just saying <laughs> The point they is, were pretty bad. Cassie Campbell also thinks that Carey Price is the best goalie in the NHL. Yeah, to, <laughs> to be like very fair, we, I mean, we, may, we, may, we may say, yeah, that's the issue. We insult everyone that does. But the problem is Cassie Campbell gets way more attention for that than half the other guys that yes. say it. Yeah, yes. Anthony Stewart's awful. I mean, I would less rather I, listen to Casey Cassie Campbell. I take Cassie Campbell every single day of the week over Anthony Stewart. I would, I, I would have her. I take her over Kelly Rudy too. Yeah, hundred percent. There are some bad. Even Poulin sometimes, man. Poulin, yeah. But anyways, let's not trash everyone in the hockey world. But also yeah. regarding you, the uh, whole, our posts, go off. <laughs> but regarding go off, our post on International Women's Day, were you guys surprised at all? But did you guys look at that comment section? I saw a bit. I I saw some of your your screenshots and DMs. I just saw your screenshots. So, generally speaking, I knew there's obviously going to be a bunch of stupid comments, all that kind of stuff. Like there was, you know, no doubt in my mind that was going to happen. But I was genuinely shocked by how much of it there was, versus, because like I thought like our audience, like if you've ever watched our stories, generally speaking, you know where our takes on things so mm-hmm. i expected our audience to be at least closer to one side than you know on the complete other side <laughs> and there was a lot of people there where i was looking at like wow you like dm me all the time respond to all my stories i'm i was like shocked by some of the people where i was like oh okay this is uh <laughs> and it wasn't because they were even saying anything bad it was just like ignorance you know what i mean like it was showing the stats of the amount of women in the NHL, and it was automatically they shouldn't hire women just because they want to be fifty fifty. They have to hire the best. Like that is you miss the entire point of the post. That's such an old argument. Like it's such an old yeah. argument, and nobody's making that argument. Like it's just a it's no. a fake argument. Like maybe yeah. there there's probably some crazy people out there. Has to be fifty fifty. All this, like nobody's saying that. The people, what we're saying is, how are there like five or seven NHL teams that don't have a single woman in their operations? Like, there's an issue there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, six, uh, 40% of NHL fans are women, you know, around there, let's say 40%. Out of that 40%, the hardcore fans are about 35% to 30%, right? 
Mm-hmm. So if you equated that and you say, okay, this many people are interested in the NHL and you have 1% or 0% for over half the teams in the NHL, there's some type of gis- disconnect there. But nobody can put that together in their meat brains. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like freaking chipmunk brains and they can't figure out – they can't make that connection. They're flat people, brains. People, They're people, small brains. Like, they're missing. Right? It's like, like we pointed – You understand that the – that – Okay, what is the company doing that is failing to find good women candidates? Yeah, (laughs) and it was so frustrating because (laughs) I pointed this all out of my story. I'm like, okay, let's let's break it down section by section. Are women fans of the NHL almost as much as men? Almost. That's you know that's another thing. Why aren't they? Because globally speaking. Women are essentially equal to men when it comes to sports. Hockey's less. Why is that? Wonder why. But anyways, 40%. And <laughs> let's say, do the best per- people always get the, the job? No. We know that for a fact across every industry. Not, yep. And that doesn't even have to be a gender thing. That's just a relationships nepotism. thing. It's an access thing. It's a nepotism thing. It's a million other things. So we know that. So we know any. So we know that women can are interested in hockey. We know that the best people for the job don't necessarily get the job. We know that office politics is a huge factor, and relationships is a huge factor. Wh- why are there like hundred people DMing me going, "What does this all mean? Like, how are you? How can you not read three things and come to a conclusion?" Like, where- you know what I mean? Like it's it's so frustrating that you have to like point it out to like the Eric, most you, critical you've this, detail. You've said this since the beginning of this. Since <laughs> the beginning of owning Tony Hockey. But, it, yeah, but it's like if you've been like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't I don't get why you're still surprised that you know, get these fucking people. But it wasn't just some people. It's a lot of people. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, you just need to take, and I kept telling people, I'm like, just take one step forward at a time. Just, okay. So break it it's down. Like the least me. surprising thing to me in the world. I laid, I laid it out perfectly. I said, okay. <laughs> Eric's for the job don't necessarily get the job. Like he's about to lecture. <laughs> <laughs> but like I pointed every single issue out and then like half the freaking I'm back people. back undergrad right and, now. And, Holy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like a high school kid can figure an elementary school kid can figure this out. High school kids, of course, can figure this out because they're the ones fucking pointing it out. Yeah, pointing it out. Yeah, it's and it's like people will talk about affirmative action. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Affirmative action in theory sucks because it shouldn't have to exist. But why does it exist? Because people weren't given opportunity in the first place to be in that position and that's then that's the thing with affirmative action too it's not that like you're trying to force it the problem is that when you actually implement affirmative action you usually don't get different results in the terms of who you're hiring and the quality of people like it's it's proven across like all affirmative action basically and anytime it's properly implemented i should say right and it's like people just can't make that connection because they just don't want to. And then, so and then they come something. out. I've, I've heard people come out of it and be like, oh, that they hired a woman over me. And the only reason she got it is because of affirmative action. I'm like, oh, you, you don't think it's possible it's like, that <laughs> you interviewed worse or that your, your or, resume is worse? Or it's like, so yes, you did, but it's because she was just as good as you and you would have gotten it because, you know. Maybe she was a better person. Went, maybe she maybe was. Maybe just because <laughs> you would have gotten hired otherwise, but it's because it's a personal bias for the person of if I'm a white you know, if I'm a brown dude, I'm probably more likely to hire another brown dude if I relate to them, right? Just like yeah. anyone, because that's how relationships work, which is why certain people have been left out of industries for so yeah. long because you can't get in because you don't and have That's why I always hate the word like or the term like removing bias. You can never remove bias, people. Like it's exactly. literally impossible. It doesn't matter. They could be coming in wearing a blue suit and I like it. a blue suit better than – streetwear and it's like well yeah. i like streetwear more so i would hire a guy with who wore streetwear and showed up as himself so yeah everybody luke showed up to his uh his job interview in shorts and <laughs> and uh hired on the spot yeah hired on the spot shorts and mm-hmm. his his um what do you call those shoes Fuck, i don't remember them the oh the, the other shoes thing was people kept messaging me 
understand them uh, being just because women are almost as likely to be fans doesn't mean they want to work in the NHL. And then I was like, you just said the issue. (laughs) You just said the issue. Just as many of them watch the NHL, but they don't want to work there. Why do you think that is? Just one more step. You were like right there. And I I said that to people. I didn't even want to point it out. I just waited. I was like, okay, so what's the next, what's the reason for that? What, take the next step forward now. Just take Did the next they step. Take, how many Five. people took the no, next step? Nobody there. took the next step. <laughs> a single person. And there's still more to respond to. So, you know, there's a chance, but nobody took the next step of going, okay, so Eric, why how, is. How that? old are these people there? All ages, too, man. Like, there's 40 year olds who don't get this shit. And it's embarrassing. So they don't have they have critical kids. thinking skills. And they have kids. It's like, what are those, how are those kids going to grow up, man? Like <laughs> angry social media. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we talk a lot. Honestly, we talk a lot about uh, the politics and the marketing and the gender equity and of sports. So if you're if you're listening to the show, we hope we've educated you or or at least broadened your your horizons My a angry bit more. Rant. Yeah. Anyways, back that to was, the like, that was the biggest ESPN rant that deal. Eric ever had. So I was, I was, yeah, that was a big rant. That was a big one. Good work, Eric. Now back to the flat cap. We talked about the NBA. That guy's going to say shut up, Eric. Now. <laughs> yeah. but, okay. Wait. One more thing on the ESPN. Okay. Um. He's definitely going to say it now. <laughs> the reason why I don't give Batman credit for this huge deal isn't just because he just did his job. It's because the NHL should be getting a huge deal from ESPN because it makes sense from ESPN's perspective. Like cable viewerships down substantially. They're losing business everywhere across they're making cuts everywhere. What's the one what's the most valuable thing in the world right now? It's content. Right? Why is Netflix a billion dollar company? Why is why are why is Disney worth, you know, like five hundred billion dollars or whatever it is, right? It's because they own all the content. Just like ESPN's taking on the content now. The NHL is valuable because it's exclusive content for Yo, ESPN and ESPN Plus. Do you think like, Netflix uh do you think the NHL talked to like Netflix or like a streaming company? No, they didn't. I think no. ESPN does have a streaming have. service though. They have ESPN Plus, yes. Which is great. And they're going to be doing a couple games on Hulu and stuff like that, which is awesome. It's ESPN. ESPN is with Disney anyway. ESPN so, and yeah. Hulu are owned by Disney, which is yeah. great. That's a great start. Okay. But the point is that's good. Original content right now is the is the driving force behind money. Because does, if you own the content and you own the distribution, you own you know, you own the customer. Does anyone know if originally uh like when NBC signed the contract back like four or five years ago, whenever it was, did ES- ESPN put in a bid? And like the NHL said no. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's ever been really. I don't know if anyone ever talks about that. I'm sure there was a bidding process. I'm sure, I'm sure there did. was negotiating going on. So like the same in Canada when Rogers got it. I'm sure there was negotiation with exactly Bell yeah. and TSN, yeah. right? I bet. I bet just ESPN wasn't willing to pay up for because at much the time as, ESPN. As much as- yeah. NBC. Well, at the time, ESPN was doing great. Six, seven years ago, ESPN was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like they were killing it. You know, cable, cable hadn't really completely fallen off the table yet. <laughs> they were doing fine. But now the NHL should be getting a shit ton of money because ESPN relies on those cable deals. ESPN Plus is going to rely on subscriptions, and they're tying in NHL now to. Um, to uh, ESPN Plus. And here's the thing: Americans watch what the fucks in front of them, so they'll they'll put it on. They'll they'll watch. I, a, <laughs> I mean, it was there weren't that many national games though, from what I saw. I only saw I mean, like twenty five or thirty. What, what's brutal for the NBC deal deal is that a lot of the games ended up on the friggin' Golf Channel and and NBC. They're they're like third or fourth channel. Right, so hopefully that's not the same for this ESPN deal. Hopefully it's on like their main channel, right? If they're showing national games, it's on the main channel. Because like I said, in that past playoffs, like half the games were on the golf, the NBC Golf Channel, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was Yo. silly. Yeah. No, getting How, away from NSBC is huge. Yep. Can the? I'm assuming they can, but like I watch most games. Uh, like streaming, like not legally streaming, right? Cool. Admit that on the podcast. Yeah, that's great. You're gonna yeah. get us canceled. 
Yeah, like, but like, come on, because it's expensive as fuck, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's more annoying, right? Like, so yeah. Do they keep track of that? I'm assuming they probably do, and uh. I don't think they can keep track of the numbers, but they probably have a good estimate on the amount of people that are. And it's yeah. and it's not just thousands; it's you know hundreds yeah. of thousands every single day. It's also brutal because because if you buy that, like the NHL subscriptions, even to watch things online on the main thing, half the games are blacked out anyway that you want to watch, terrible. right? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the tweet Ty just sent. Yeah, I was group. about to say. I just wanted to say. I wanted to end this off. Uh, the last ESPN, and we'll go on to the draft lottery. The last ESPN game ever shown was the Calgary Flames against the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Game Seven, Stanley Cup playoffs. Is the last game that was ever on ESPN. Daryl wow. Daryl Sutter was the coach of the Calgary Flames, and if you <laughs> tune into ESPN and watch a Calgary Flames game next year. Daryl Sutter will still be the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes in the NHL. There you go. That's our lesson for uh, man. They just that's a lesson for the week. They just recycle everything. It's Wait, so and, annoying. And no, no, but no, but guys, the best guy always gets the job. There's only the 35 people in the world every time. The yep. best guy. There's only 35 okay, so, to 40 people that can coach in the NHL. All you have to do so, is learn so French talk, and you can become the coach of the Montreal I want to Canadiens. talk about that a bit because I was just listening to uh, the the 31 Thoughts podcast and they were talking about how what's-his-face in Buffalo is going to have problems trying to make trades um, because oh, uh, he doesn't the new have GM? a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't have the relationships of old GMs. And I'm like, man, he should literally be able to get on the phone and talk to every GM in the league, and it should not matter about previous relationships at all because it should be based on the quality of players he has to offer. It shouldn't make an impact at all. I think that's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And I think that's on the the 31 31 thoughts, I got actually – pretty mad at Elliot Friedman for like thinking this way. <laughs> He's like, it matters a lot. I'm like, you're the problem. No, you're part doesn't. of the fucking issue right now. Like you're just making yeah. the old boys like, club, the big thing. And like, that's part of the problem. Anybody yeah, I, with the qualification should be able to walk into that job, call the GM of whatever team they want and say, let's make a deal. And I, think they can. Based on old, I think they can. can. Do you think it matters? Apparently, apparently Do you think it not, matters? According to that, according I mean, to Elliot I guess Friedman talks to people, so that's probably, you know, yeah, like I, whenever Friedman says something, I'm like, that's what people think. At least that's what yeah. the people he's talking to think when he talks to these people. How much of a relationship do you realistically think that GMs have with one another? How often do you think pretty Kyle Dubas gets think, on the phone and asks? Matters. And Every asks, time I listen to an interview with GMs, they they say it, it legitimately does matter. But at the same yes. time, there's and, and guys like Dubas who don't have that. That he's done fine. Like I don't think, I don't think the Buffalo GM can use that in his excuse. I think it's bullshit. I think if you can yeah, get a deal done, you can get a deal done. Yeah, like I don't think I I don't I think, think that's stupid. Name. But perpetuating yeah. it is yeah stupid. For the game, I think I opinion. think maybe you might have less deals to do because you know you might not have GMs calling you up, going you know trading minor league guys problem. or something like that. Exactly, but that does, those aren't impact trades. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're gonna make an impact, you don't need to rely on a relationship. You call up that GM and you're like, I have what I have. I want what you have. Yeah. Let's make some kind of deal. Like Sakic exactly. isn't a good GM because he's good friends with everybody. I'm sure he is, but like he makes quality decisions. When he's making these moves, and it's I doubt it because he's super. I don't think it's because he's super charming. I think it's because he's smarter than all these idiotic other GMs out there yep. who don't but understand it, what it's they have. It's kind of funny because he wasn't when he started out as a GM. He wasn't a good GM, right? Well, like he wasn't. Yeah, he's figured well. it he out in the past couple years. Yeah, but that's what I always say. Like you don't need to necessarily judge a GM by what they've done so far. If you're thinking of keeping them, you have to understand if they've actually learned from their mistakes. And the mm-hmm. reason why I'm so critical of Benning, because I don't 
see him learning based off no. of it. the interviews I've heard from him. Right. If a GM's and Sakic proved that he learned his lessons, you know what I mean? Like he learned what he did wrong, what he did right. And then he's adjusted since. And that's what you judge him on. Right. But there's so many GMs out there. Tree living, Benning, uh, maybe even uh, Doug Wilson in San Jose still hasn't really is, learned. His is Bergerman learning? Like, it seems like he just made I see. I thought he did learn. Life. I thought he did because he, you know, he he had a couple great drafts. He drafted guys like Caulfield when he never would have done that before, and then he just so reverted back. And, and not but then he kind of reverted back. He just went back. Yeah. He was like, no, 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 Edmondson. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, he learned his lesson with um, Carl Alsner, but then went and got him two point <laughs> Like I don't know, but anyways, let's not make this a GM conversation because we're yes. gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about Luke's giving uh, me his sleepy eyes. So we're going to talk a little bit about the draft changes that occurred. And to those sure of you who don't know, in. Yeah. yeah, good. Those of you who don't know, um, what's changed, what's going to be changing for this upcoming draft in 2021 is that teams are going to be uh, limited to no more than two lottery wins in five-year period. The team can only move up 10 spots with a lottery win. So I guess it's only for the top 10 or 11 team or the bottom 10 or 11 teams in the, in the season and also there's only going to be two picks decided by the lottery because right now it's three so mm-hmm. that's going to go down to only one and two and only teams i guess the only teams that can go all the way up are one through ten right so initial re- is that is that all the rule changes yeah those are the so three in- big ones. initial reactions from everyone either just one word or two words ty what are your thoughts good or bad I thought this. I thought before the, the the current system that we have is is good. Okay. All right, Martin. What do you think? Okay. Well, Martin. I think he's reading it right now. Okay, Luke. Luke, what do you think? Um, to be honest, I don't really care. Okay, I think this is freaking stupid. But I want to hear Martin's take first, and then we can we might be able to argue it or not argue it. <laughs> you know, Martin, 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 there's three out. rules that changed. It's three sentences. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't think it really like does much for anything. Like, I think for, okay. For Here's the issue with it. I think is is for well. I think the first issue is it's going to create all these weird ass situations where like on a bad draft year where you don't have like a star star player going first overall teams are going to be like oh I don't want to win the draft lottery cheer for their team to lose and then cheer for their team to lose the draft lottery <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's going to and then everyone's going to be disappointed when they get first overall because they wanted first overall the year after and then the year after when they're really bad they're gonna miss out on the top three guys like detroit watch this detroit's gonna get the first overall pick this year and then next year they're gonna get freaking like because they won the draft lottery they're gonna get like the fourth or something i guess it would be the third yeah you can only go as low as whatever the fuck it is yeah if you're a team this year you don't want the first overall pick you don't want the first overall pick for this 2021 draft in this COVID world that was already a weak draft class. You do. You do, but you don't. Yeah, because right? next year, 2022, is going to be good, and 2023 is going to be good, right? Yeah, because there's Mitchkov, there's Shane Wright, there's Bedard, there's, uh, 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 there's a couple other guys, oh, but whatever. Man, these, these kids are like 16 years old, 15 years old. They're too young for me to even Dude, think about. I do, I do like that they're freaking did. sick. Like Mitchkov like, broke Kucherov's record. I know. Record I know. In the KHL. Like he's I like sick. that guy. Younger. So, anyways, Martin, continue. I do like that they went down uh, to only jumping ten spots. Yeah, because Martin That's hated nice. this in the in the. In the <laughs> yeah, summer. he did. He, he did. hated yeah. it because he didn't like the Leafs having a chance at it and Pittsburgh having a chance. <laughs> and he didn't at like that it. the Rangers no. won. Yeah, the, yeah last year like was it. an exception to the dumbness but like still like a team that was like a point out of the playoffs could still win first which is kind of stupid to me the bottom 10 makes a lot more sense because like the bottom 10 is the they're normally pretty bad like they're the bad teams but when is this this never happened before where a team went from i guess it was what, well it's because they changed 15, the rules 14 15 all the way up to one it's they changed the Rangers the rules, were, right? and then it happened and it was Kind of dumb. But they but they <laughs> increased the odds in 2016. I think it was right. 
That's when they, so, they increase the odds for everyone at the bottom. Yeah, the because NHL... Because Edmonton was winning too right. many first overall picks. So now they're trying to find a balance between, yes, we want we want only the really bad teams to get those top picks, but we also want to limit it so that Edmonton can't go and get four of those in the next couple of years, yeah. even though they screwed them all up anyways and it didn't impact anything. But I, I do th- I, but like that's because Edmonton fucked up in other ways. Like that's not. I mean, they fucked up those picks, and they fucked up in yeah. other ways. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, not on all of them, actually. They, you know what? They, to be fair, they only really fucked up on Yakupov. Like Nugent yeah. Hopkins, Taylor yeah. Hall, they all worked out in the end. Um, like the five-year period is pretty good. Like a team should not be bad five years in a row. Like that's pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> What's Ottawa at now? Three years in a year row. Four. Year four. I mean, what was the fucking Leafs at before the before this? Hey, why get personal, Martin? Why get why get personal? <laughs> but they weren't they weren't a bottom team. They they only tanked one year. Yeah, oh, that is. Oh, they were pretty bad. <laughs> bad, but they were a team who thought they weren't bad. Right? Probably, yeah, they didn't actively tank until that one year. They, they never tanked for Matthews. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, that is true. Which took they like awful. four coaches, three GMs, a couple goalies. And we're happy with where we're at now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at us now, yeah. change anything. Okay, fanboys, stop arguing over this. Get over it. So, yeah, the NHL said it's too it, – after McDavid and Eichel, they're like, all right, it's too easy to tank. We don't want this anymore. Let's make it harder to tank. And now they say it's too hard to tank. <laughs> the thing is, like, they keep making all these rules, and it's just like it's just exhausting. Like, yeah, like no, they it's never, not actually. They never well, really none of these rules are bad. It. Yeah, it's just like come they on. never really sit with it long enough to determine if it's actually good or bad. Like, it, it's just like you let you let the odds so that the even the not so so bad teams had chances and then because the way odds work if you give a couple of teams one two three percent chances of winning it will happen (laughs) and just you know it happened with um nolan patrick and that didn't even work out for uh for um the philly it happened with the rangers and then you know they're not exactly lighting it up right now. They, you know, they have potential. There's some good pieces and so so on and so forth. But like, they're changing a rule that hasn't really broken anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's not suddenly this team that's overpowered, and suddenly they're dominating because they they're winning all these first overall picks. You know what I mean? Like, New Jersey's had Nico Hichier, Jack Hughes, two for first overall picks. Still not a great team, right? Like. Like it's it's just like they're focusing on things that just aren't broken at all, and then all these other like I don't know. That that because that's not the way to fix a team as most. You don't fix a team by just winning no. first overall picks. Like no. even Pittsburgh, who got Malkin, Crosby, and Flurry, they still had Cornquist. They still had they, yeah, yeah. They Hornquist, did other things King. around they those did. guys. Exactly. Gensel. Exactly. I mean, Gensel way later on, but yeah, Gensel. Yeah, sure, no, sure, that's what I mean. Talking about this this recent run of Chris Kunitz, yeah. you know, all these freaking guys around them, that uh, Dumoulin, all these guys that you know they didn't have necessarily. And Pittsburgh was a very extreme example where they basically got two franchise guys with their first and second overall picks, which rarely ever happens. Edmonton only got one franchise guy in McDavid. Um, New Jersey might not even have a franchise guy. Maybe Hughes becomes that franchise guy. But you know what I mean? Like, you're not even guaranteed, even with the first overall picks or second overall picks, you're not guaranteed a franchise guy. The best guy to come out of the 2017 draft is was drafted, what, fifth overall yeah. by uh, Vancouver? So, like, and then the other, the second best player from that draft was drafted, uh, is, was McCarr that draft? He was that draft, right? So he was third yeah, McCarr, overall. Yeah. Yeah, so he was third overall. So there you go. The <laughs> two best players from that draft were drafted fifth and third. Not the first guy, not the second guy. And it also, I think what we've seen recently is that it takes, even with the first overall pick, it's still going to take time for the players to enter the league and develop. Like I think that from when I was a big draft guy, and I think a lot of every, everyone here, when I started really closely following hockey, was McDavid and Matthews when they went first overall those two years and they immediately made an impact in the league and we're kind of you you think that any first overall pick is going to do that but Our then after that Hishier Hishier 
maybe a, t- t- a second line center at this point, right? Yeah. Following your 2018 Rasmus Dahlin has been not very good, <laughs> right? Yeah. And Buffalo's still a terrible team. 2019 Jack Hughes took a long time and these had a good start this year, but still not. I mean, not a long bench. time. He just had a right. rookie season. And then he's on his point per game. Exactly. 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 Long time. I think it's a long time. And then 2020 Lafreniere was a generational talent in the QMJHL and had two goals in 20 games. I know he's picked it up recently, but he had, he had two points in 20 games to start his season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's like, the point. Like, he, he has to fix a problem that hasn't become a problem. Yeah, I think he's yeah, had like he six has. goals. I think he had like four goals in four games, something like that. But regardless, like sure. he's been getting a first good. overall pick he's... is not going to immediately turn your your team around unless it's a franchise guy. I mean, McDavid didn't even immediately turn yeah. around. I mean, he still <laughs> barely has. It's like the point but, is like, yeah. They were he was able him and Matthews basically were able to step into the league and play play well at a top line level from day one basically yes. yeah right and that doesn't happen doesn't happen like, and the next guy to do that is going to be Shane Wright or Mitchkov Mitchkov yeah. probably Those so two once guys, every once every three or four years if we're looking at an average recently are guys who can yeah step basically. in immediately and play yeah and I don't think. I think the trend towards youth is going to continue, especially with a flat cap where, you know, the vets yeah. are going to cost one, two million, three million, and the rookies are going to get those chances because they're on league min contracts. But yeah, younger players are going to have more opportunities to step up, even though they might not be fully ready for it. Um, but they'll, you know, they'll, they are, they still a lot of the time perform better than the older guys at 33, 34. So yeah. So um, yeah. So basically if you're a team and these, these changes have been made, I don't think this is the year you want to win first overall because, again, if we're talking about players who are going to make an impact immediately and make your team better, this is not the year for that. But again, was why do you think they made this change? Like, what what was behind it? Was it just simply because Detroit got screwed a couple times? I think so. Like Steve Eiserman has so. been pretty vocal about him not wanting him being pissed about the draft and the results of the draft Man, lottery. They got Lucas Raymond out of that draft. And he's also pissed off. Like Steve Eiserman, I think, was the biggest guy pushing for the draft to be moved till till next year to be postponed. Which isn't yeah, happening. I mean, the draft is gonna be all types of screwed up. Buffalo doesn't even have like the WHL and OHL and Finland and Russian scouts. Who the hell are they? Where are they scouting? Look, I guess I can understand that OHL and WHL because there's no season, but Russia and Finland have been playing since the summer. Right? Yeah. That makes it yeah. that makes it even worse because the two only two leagues that were playing they didn't even have scouts for. Yeah, that's it's just all awful. They could have been scouting the KHL for a while too. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's the thing. It might be partly a money thing with the Sabers, because the Pagulas are like, "Yes, we're make we're loaded, but we don't want to lose money on this thing, so we're not mm-hmm. going to invest." So, I posted put so this much story, into Buffalo. Save, and let's uh, just have a one. We already kind of talked about this on a podcast before, but luxury tax. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, if we're if we're talking about uh, the flat cap, that's the best way to go. Like a luxury tax cap, soft cap system. Because the rich teams can still, I guess, don't have to worry as much about it. And they can still play their best players and pay players. I don't like, know. how much do you think? I don't, like, generally speaking, I don't think the top teams are really hurt by this COVID thing because they have the TV ratings to, no, and the totally. jersey sales and merch sales and everything else to go through it, right? It's the small teams that legitimately rely on revenue from either their stadium or from other top NHL teams who get all their extra revenue from uh, stadium sales and stuff. And it right? would just push push up the smaller teams to have better advanced analytics systems in place. Well, just <laughs> not even analytics, scouts. no that's just dumb those people are like that's just like how how many of the top players in the world right now are finnish 
not let's let alone Russian. Let's forget that you know one of the top five players in the world is yeah. But who's the who's, who's the best not player in, in the world? 15. Okay, oh, who's the best player? It's a Canadian, therefore no other countries matter. But they don't have an OHL scout. Yeah, they're missing two of the CHL scouts. They don't have the OHL scout. That's why Buffalo sucks. They have no. They have no Canadians. They should have multiple people in all of these regions. Realistically, I respect it from Buffalo if they approach this right, which is they've been such bad scouts for years. They could probably just go off of who has the most points and do a better job. I bet. They could go Actually, off of prediction. what Elite prediction. Prospects tells back, you for free and yes. still better <laughs> no, scouts too. probably. Not, not free, like $9 a month or whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know, but you're paying a scout's salary, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Prediction. I'm going to go back Travel and fees. look at two drafts. I'm going to look go back and look at two drafts. And I'm going to go see if they just drafted the guy with the most points. That's it. They have had a better draft. And I guarantee you, they would have. I guarantee you, no, no advanced stats. Not like NHLE, which accounts for their age and their league and everything like that. I'm just going to go off of highest points per game. <laughs> I think someone the did Relevant that. leagues. I and think I someone did that. Did, did, Probably. Did that and I'll, I'll Google for, it first to try yeah. to find it. <laughs> but I'm sure it's been done already. It was and your I boy. Um, what's his name on Twitter? Uh, totally offside, I think, or that's offside. Did one of those guys, it? Reese Reese Jessup, I think, when he used to write for the oh, Canucks. Okay, I think yeah. one of those guys. Uh, and was um, it for Buffalo or was it for? No, a different it was for team? Vancouver. Oh, okay, so, yeah. similar idea is what I meant to say. Yeah, well, I bet I bet it's true for at least five to ten NHL teams. I bet I bet you can just use NHLE. Let's ignore points because points are even worse. But I bet you could just take. Maybe that's NHLE what they're doing. And do that. I mean, they I know, but that's what I'm saying. I actually respect if they go through with it and do if it. That's what they're I respect doing. It. I will 100% respect and I'll just be like, you know what? Good save job. Saving money, man. <laughs> yeah, just save the money and you'll do a better job, anyways, than what you would have invested in. <laughs> <laughs> you can just get this guy up. You can go to hockeyprospecting.ca and find his ranking, and I'm. Bet, I bet he, he does a better job. Maybe they're paying our boys over at Instat for their services or something. I mean, I, I don't I actually have them. Never mind. I can't speak about this. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to see their data on stuff. And Ty just sent the article in the I group sent chat. the article, yeah. It's from, it's from a couple years back. But anyway. Yeah, I'll take a look at it later. I think but we're yeah. at about an hour in. Luke's ready for bed, I can tell. Um. <laughs> Producer Luke sleepy. Producer Luke sleepy. Correct. Ready by time. Because Eric has to do these late at night after nine thirty yep. p.m. And yep. I mean, technically, I could have done it at eight, but you know, Luke Luke has uh, school. No, Luke Correct. has his training. Luke had a date. Yeah, all of those are incorrect. Luke I had a date with his screen. <laughs> with his screen in his hands. <laughs> in one hand well, technically, te- technically that's not incorrect because whenever i am I in front of a screen incorrect. i do have both my hands yeah, that's why know. eric said it the way he did and i use my right hand a lot to click around and yeah you're moving your maneuver. hand around a lot yeah i yeah. you know carpal tunnels <laughs> come in yeah all right ty are you gonna close this out with some uh, high energy or do uh, I need no, to cut? that's that's uh luke's job Oh, well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, and Instagram at Talking Hockey. Check out our pod or our website, talkinghockeypodcast.com. And leave a review. That, leave a review. It takes 30 thanks for, seconds. Thanks for listening, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please leave a mean review. Martin, not Eric, every though. white man needs to uh, call out people that uh, insult him, okay? Okay. Relax. No, what we need, if you're going to leave a review, we need you to leave a negative review about Eric because the, he got one positive Martin, one. Right? He got one positive one and it went straight to his head. Yeah. What was it? In, what was it? Enjoyable? Uh, educational, educational, enjoyable, (laughs) exciting, Eric, or something like that. How many, how many many times have you repeated that fucking thing? Oh, like twenty million times. He sent it to his girl. Yeah, he definitely (laughs) definitely did. No, uh, 
Uh, what would you review was, me in bed? One of my <laughs> one of my friends was like, "You should put that in your Tinder bio," and I was like, "Oh, that's not a bad idea." <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty bad idea. But you'd have to screenshot way. it. You have to screenshot it and put the review in like the last picture, so that people would get it, and it's not just like you being super egotistical, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Or I could just be super egotistical. I don't know. That is a you thing to do. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can guess. see. It. Anyways, thank you everyone so much. I hope you enjoy the new intro and outro. Let us know if you did. Because guys, guys, I'm gonna include the new intro and outro, so you guys won't hear it, but it'll be in the final product. Okay. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week. Nobody builds 5G. Like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.